Devin, what's up, man? What's going on, Jim? Uh, I'm about to talk about this Phantom Thread. What you doing? Uh, I think I'm also going to talk about this uh, little movie called The Phantom Thread. Uh, this is Stick not the, the Landing. Not The Phantom Thread, just Phantom. No, it's not. This is the. This is Talking Phantom Thread. This is Talking um, Phantom Thread. This is Stick the Landing. It's a little movie podcast that my buddy Devin and I do, yeah, and do. we talk uh, about the ending of movies and uh, whether those movies are any good based and, on that. And also the rest of the movie. We do talk about the rest of the movie. <laughs> Um, today we've got a guest who's been here for every episode. Hi. It's JR. It's me. It's JR. Uh, it's Incomparable the, producer JR. The, the big man on campus. I am, I'm here. <laughs> on campus. On campus. Yep. We're recording. Looking around at the quad. Yep. We're recording on the campus. Uh, at the quad. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go be at the quad, right? We did. I brought my hacky quad. sack. <laughs> nice. You James, got, you brought your guitar. Yeah, I got acoustic, my frisbee. My acoustic. You got your frisbee? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Are we... Car- nice cargo shorts. Um, you got your Matthews li- Dave Matthews lined up, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Good. Yeah. It's going to be a real cool day at the quad. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- th- this little first season of the show we're doing is all, all based off the 2017 Best Picture nominees. Um, and this was one of the best pictures. Um, according to the uh, Academy and also according to smart people because it was yeah. good. And not dumb people. Not dummies. Mm-hmm. But if also, if you didn't like it, it's fine too. It's not. I mean, it's you're, not just, you're just a dummy. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's not something on your character or anything like that. No, you're not like a bad person. No, no. I'm not going to speak to you. I'll cut you're you right. out of my life. You're just a damn idiot. If you don't, if you don't like this movie, text me so I can delete your number from my phone. Yes. Yeah. I think that's go that's through the process of texting, and then also I'll add your contact, and yeah. then I'll and then text me again so that I can delete you. We'll do the whole like, oh, don't I lost all my contacts? Who's this? Yep. Okay. Cool. You know, I should just throw my phone into a lake now, just to just to start Preempt. fresh. Preempt it. So text okay. me your number if you do like this movie, because I I just got a new phone. You <laughs> threw it into the little pod, uh, the pod quad, the pod pond quad. quad. Um. So, Devin. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, all the way through today. <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome to the club. How, how are you feeling? It's, I feel great, man. You feeling good? I'm a P.T. Anderson guy, and I'm a DDL guy. And I'm a DDR guy. <laughs> You're a DDR guy, DDL guy. Although, if they had played DDR in this movie, it would have been the uh, holy trinity of... Uh, it would have been real weird. It would have no, been a real It would have been a different movie. For a minute, yeah. They couldn't slip that in there. Oh, like, could you something. please stop playing DDR? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your games, your DDR. Um, noise. <laughs> um, Jared, what about you? You've seen I, this. I've seen it. Uh, I saw it at the main art when it was here, mm-hmm. and then I just saw it because I wanted to rewatch it today, and it is still impeccable. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's yes. a really good movie. Yeah. I'm in the same. I saw it at the, the main art when it came out, and then uh, watched it yesterday all the way through again. Loved it. Good movie. Agreed. Good, good, A-plus movie. Let's talk about the ending of this movie really quick, because this is kind of how we do things. Right. Is we're going to go through the ending and then just work our way uh, through the rest of it. What is the ending to this movie, would you say? Where where does this movie hmm. begin to end? Kind of, it, I think it's the very last scene. I think it's... I think so, too. With, with the credits rolling over it and everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The credits were the end of this movie. But I think I know what you're saying, but I do think it's like yeah. in that in that room where they're she's cooking dinner mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the mushrooms. Like that's the end. That's where you just know, oh, this is where the ribbons are getting tied up and mm-hmm. I felt like it could have been when he agrees to be 
poison, but oh. also felt like a part of the ending. But I, I think you're right. It is the very last scene. Like that's where this movie is like yes. turning corners. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird ending. I like the ending of the, well, uh, any movie of his. Paul Thomas Anderson kind of has weird nuanced endings that do they I, yeah for me oh yeah. i thought they were all very clear oh, and no, no, i'm being sarcastic okay, okay cool because <laughs> what this is J, this is jr's like <laughs> i have no tonal reflection i'll try I just to figure that out by things. the end of the episode <laughs> yeah um but yeah, the ending of this movie is is her feeding him poison mushrooms and him knowing it and accepting it and like that's their relationship yeah is you know who else didn't have any tonal inflection was uh cyril Oh, Cyril yes. Leslie Manville. Uh, yeah, Leslie yep. Manville. Oh, Manville. Oh yeah. my God, she was great. But she was. She oh fucking man. rules. The, well, the perfect times. amount of British. Oh, oh man. Um, and I want to dive into like these three because there's really only yeah. three performances in this movie. I want to dive into those pretty deep um, when we get to that part of the show. But yeah, the end of this movie, it's a weird. Like I always like to. Does it stick the landing? Yeah. Yeah. I would say. I, I would say it does. does. It wasn't like a hard stick for me, but it was like, oh, yeah, I was this is... satisfied with that being the resolution to. Oh yeah, like those characters. Talk about a toxic relationship. Hey. Right? Oh, hey, it's cut. wait, I don't toxic mushrooms. Cause, oh, because of the poison. Right, gotcha. right, yeah. This is actually a big year for poisonous mushrooms because uh, Colin Farrell died in the Beguiled because of poisonous mushrooms. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch the Beguiled. You could, but now I know. Yeah, that spoiler alert. Yeah, I guess yeah. spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't, I don't seen really care about spoilers. I know that whoever is that for somebody else? Going to listen <laughs> for, to this knows we're spoiling this movie, but you're just talking. What if we do the beguiled? Yeah, you know, at the end of the beguiled, Thanos destroys all of the Marvel heroes with poisonous mushrooms. <laughs> oh my mushrooms. gosh! If you could have, I haven't watched Thanos movie. Either. <laughs> the, the, the Thanos movie. <laughs> the Thanos movie. I haven't seen Thanos the movie. I haven't seen the newest Avengers movies. So well, thanks for spoiling that. That's what happens, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you could introduce poisonous mushrooms to kill someone in any of the other movies that were nominated for best picture last year what would it be uh b- darkest oh, hour darkest hour yeah <laughs> like, they get, get winston of, churchill get rid of winston churchill with the mushrooms man uh, uh, no way i mean but after hitler's gone yeah yeah, yeah, so. yeah like, like like near the end of his right, life right yeah. um perhaps ladybird <laughs> who's getting <laughs> yeah who's get, who are you killing ladybird um god i don't know actually Lori Metcalf? I feel like Lori yeah, Metcalf is the only I feel like it's got to be her, doesn't it? <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> You're getting mushroomed. You're getting yeah. mushroomed. You're getting shroomed, baby. Um, yeah. Moving forward with the show. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking you guys off the rails. No, I'm Definitely loving this. Not. This is this is real fun. Um, the rest of this movie... Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director, hands down. Um, it, you know, I don't think he's ever made a bad movie, and I think all of his movies are his best movie. This is like his most best, like his like his best made movie. <laughs> like this movie is impeccably made in every respect. Yeah, um, I feel like after the master, he got really attached to this idea of like color grading from like the nineteen yeah. fifties. Yes, and it definitely shows in this movie where you're like, oh wow, so you're just gonna color grade everything exactly that way. Yes, yeah, yeah it's his last three movies. It yeah, looks like this. Um, I felt like it was a little more effective in the master because there was so much more open space, and this movie's so claustrophobic. So claustrophobic. I think it yeah. works for all of the like mm-hmm. bigger costumey set pieces, if I, you can call them that, I guess. But like in the master, that color grading looked amazing. When yeah, in the desert when they're out on the water, 
but I like that he's kind of leaned into that. And he's yeah, I do too. That. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it looks it it puts you into the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, more along the lines of talking about the look of this movie. This was actually the first movie he's ever he did the camera work for this movie himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had uh, the Robert Roger Robert R. Elswit, I think is his Robert. name. I think it's Robert. Elswit. He was he's been the uh, cinematographer for every Paul mm-hmm. Thomas Anderson movie before this, and I think he was doing like Suburbicon or like some other movie that's not good. Um, so Paul Thomas Anderson was like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah. And there's a, one of the opening shots of this movie. It like floored me seeing it in the theaters when the camera kind of swoops up into that stairwell and it just goes up and the camera looks oh, right yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was a kid at Disney World for the yeah. first time. I was just like the wonder of it was yeah. amazing. So. It, him doing his own camera work was pretty. I also loved it whenever they used the car, whenever oh, they attached it yeah. to the car. Weird angle, weird like, angle, and the lighting in that too is brilliant because it's it's lighting their faces, but it's also lighting just outside the car, yeah. so you can see the buildings or the trees or whatever. Very cool, and it gives you just just an idea of what it looks like, but doesn't take you out of the film. No, yeah, it, it's the car shots were great. Yeah, yeah. I, like every. I, there are so many shots in this movie. I don't think where that I there's anything just... not really great about this. Movie. No, that's the thing is like we're gonna get to the part of the show at some point where we're trying. Well, what do you love or hate about it? And there's that. I'm, no, no, there's nothing to hate about this movie. This yeah. movie was slow in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it had a lot of room to. Like I, I read the script for this, and the movie clocks in at like two ten, two hours and ten minutes, mm-hmm. and the script is like eighty two pages. Yeah, which is like. You know, traditionally it might be like a, a minute per page or whatever. So you have a ninety-page script. You're looking at an hour and a half, and this thing just has all these moments in between dialogue where it's There's like, lots of breathable room and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's another thing that Paul Thomas Anderson does well is he'll just turn the camera on and let a, like a conversation just happen mm-hmm. without you know cutting it or anything. You know, and uh, it gives you those long like drawn-out moments of like tension or drama, whatever's going on in the scene. It's like a, a, a lot more real i guess is yeah. a weird like it puts you in it a lot more when yeah. you're just staring at something happening i definitely feel that mm-hmm. like this is a kubrick tactic too kubrick uses that a lot uh spielberg to some extent uses that uh robert altman kind of yeah uh but you, yeah you know the boys the boys the, the, the founding <laughs> Three, fathers <laughs> kubrick altman yeah. spielberg you go to and the founding, founding fathers thomas jefferson george washington <laughs> robert altman, robert altman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Right up on right up on Mount Rushmore there. It's great. Um I I wanna talk a little bit more about like the technical aspect of this film. Mm-hmm. Because like everything that he does in this movie, Paul Thomas Anderson I'm speaking of, is like I felt like every shot was so magnificent. Like even little things, there's a little shot near the end of the movie where she walks out of a room and then you just see uh, Reynolds kind of poke his head out of the door. Oh yeah, and I'm just yeah. Like, oh, like that's such a cool shot. That's not saying really anything. It's just like this I mean, it is. I mean, it is. It, it is. is. But like, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's just kind of a shot, you know. And yeah. the way that he uses it is like because it's such a claustrophobic environment. Every yeah. little movement is huge. Yeah, it's really cool. It's that's really cool. I mean, when you're watching it, it just feels like you're watching a painting come to life. Yeah, the entire time. Yeah, you're just watching. You could imagine this being a painting in a museum, and it's just like moving it within. You're within the painting. Yeah, and, and, and it's to go even more along with that kind of like it's a painting. Um, it, it, the music to this movie 
I, I listen to the soundtrack oh all the yeah. time. Kind of a funny story. I was never a Radiohead guy. I'm just now getting into Radiohead. I am not a Radiohead guy. <laughs> so, but okay, so you're you can be there with me. Yep. Um, I've been real into Paul Thomas Anderson for a long time, and I think for his last, like, I think this and the Master um, were scored by Johnny Greenwood mm-hmm. of Radiohead. Yep. And I had no idea that he was in Radiohead, and like <laughs> one day I was just listening to the Phantom Thread soundtrack, and Johnny Greenwood's face is there, and then I, uh, I think it says something about him in his bio, bio mm. in Spotify. It's like, oh yeah. Plays guitar for Radiohead. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I started listening to Radiohead. I'm enjoying it. They're real Radiohead's cool. Radiohead's great, man. <laughs> I still, I still do not like Radiohead. I don't I have blame you. Uh, it's is it's just not my style. Sure. But his composition and these nuts. movies are very good. Oh my god. I feel like him bad. without Radiohead is like probably no, it's definitely better. Better, yeah. I definitely yeah. like it more. I went and saw Radiohead like uh, two months ago and before the show as like. Just people were filing in. They were playing some of Johnny Greenwood's like. Oh, that's amazing! Compositions. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, and like I, I found out about Radiohead. Not found out, but like got into Radiohead in a very backwards way. Like, of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. From they're, the they're, movies. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're like as old as I am, and I've never gotten into them. And I was like, oh, who's this Johnny Greenwood guy? <laughs> oh, just a new kid on the block. Right. <laughs> Uh, this is a new, <laughs> new up and coming composer who thinks he can take Philip Glass's place. I feel like you're exactly right, though. Like the most analogous composer to him would probably be Philip Glass. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got that vibe of like rep- repetitive motion, taking a little bit of classical and then putting some pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those little sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Uh, using using movements from the film to actually create the composition too. So this felt like the most orchestral soundtrack he's done mm-hmm. of it the P.T. Anderson. He did, did he do There Will he Be Blood? He did There Will Be Blood. Right. He did The Master, and he did this. Did he do Inherent Vice or no? I do not believe so. Okay. I think of the three, those are like the three. Well, it makes so much sense. Like, I mean, having, having all these swelling strings in this and like <clears throat> the weird, like, I don't like those, those. It's a piano, but it's really muted. It sounds so cool with all this very posh British stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a really good score i love it yeah yeah oh, I man can't stop listening to it um speaking of posh british stuff i think and i i don't i wish i had like the article pulled up but there was and i'll totally be paraphrasing here um there's an article in which paul thomas anderson speaks about how every movie he does is almost like a reaction to his last movie oh okay. um and just thinking about him doing inherent vice which is just like dirty hippies like right. in like California, just so gross, and like Joaquin Phoenix is just like the, the whole movie summed up by Josh Brolin eating a tray of weed, like, right? And then he's he's like, all right, got to do something different, and he just goes to Britain and films this. Like, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, though, think about his hit, like, uh, uh, what's the porn one? I can't remember the name. Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights, yeah, right. Boogie Nights is gross and stuff, yeah. and then there was uh, Magnolia, right? Magnolia, after that. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are two. Completely separate reactions. This one seems much more like a, like a different. Like, oh, I liked, I liked what I did in the master, so I'm going to yes. react to that in this way. Yes. Yeah. This it's, was very buttoned up. No pun intended, but it was very I mean, it was, like it's, it's there. Like for a movie that is emotionally vulnerable, everyone is very reserved in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Cyril, especially, but yeah, like yeah. every everything about this movie is well, like I would I would call them subtle. Yeah, I would say that, I wouldn't say that they're reserved, but I would say that they're subtle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's not as loud. 
It's like, yeah. I don't know, in contrast to like Inherent Vice. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is this the funniest movie that came out that was on this list that we're doing? The funniest? I laughed so hard when I watched this movie. I laughed oh. more than I thought I was going to. And it's, they're, they're not funny scenes. No. It's just the way he speaks to the people around him. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> oh my God. The one scene where he's just like, didn't I tell you to fuck off? Once? Yes, 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 you did. Yes, he's going to say sorry after that. No, he just, just like, of course not. Walks yeah. away. I had to rewind it like 10 times when he says, I'll take a Welsh rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Welsh rabbit. Oh my oh. God. His yes. voice in this is so affected and so weird. Yeah, and at first oh. I wasn't sure if I liked it, and then like thirty minutes into it, I was like, "This is that's the a character." Power you know what? Here's something to talk about. This is his. I'm putting quotations up. Last movie. Yeah. So who knows? Um, do you guys think that this is a good movie for him to go out on? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I like a lot of people know who Daniel Day Lewis is. Right. If you don't look him up, pretty good actor. Okay. <laughs> Just like the best living actor, I think right now. Mm. Perhaps one of the greatest of all of time. all time. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't a movie that's very appealing to a wide audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people would know him from like Gangs of New York, right? Um, there will be blood. You know, yeah, big movies. Lincoln, Lincoln. Yeah, no, like <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. You know, and you know, for people who don't know, for people who don't know him that well um, from his smaller films. It, they might look at this movie and be like, is this what you're going out on? I had a friend say that this was a snoozer, and I was like, no, no, no. See, I, I do feel I do feel like there's people who would think it's a snoozer, and like that's why I don't want to say, like, if you didn't like this movie, you're you're dumb. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to say that, but yeah. I just... Uh, but it's because I could definitely see people watching this and yes. being like, wow, this is slow. This is too slow for me. Yeah. yeah, it's slow, and it's just like about a bunch of really spoiled rich people yeah. making dresses. I yeah. commend both P.T. Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis for not being afraid to make movies. that like They they know they're not making a movie for everybody. This mm-hmm. isn't like yep. a blockbuster tentpole. No. And like I think they're okay with that. And I like that Paul Thomas Anderson occupies a space where he can make a movie like this for probably less than 30 million dollars yep knowing that it's you know for people who it's like specifically this kind of yeah thing. it is not quite oscar bait it's not like something no. where he's doing like i when i hear about oscar bait movies you definitely think of like a particular like darkest hour darkest hour <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, not to punch where, it while it's down no yeah hour. it's fine it's an oscar nominated movie yep. it, it, anything that's oscar nominated i yep. don't think it's punching down on <laughs> I'm punching down on it yeah um <laughs> No, this is definitely not Oscar. I mean, not to be that guy, but I, anytime I hear Daniel Day-Lewis is in a movie, I'm like, oh, he's getting nominated. Like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, Dude has, what, three wins? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's fine. He's, I forgot he was British. Did you know he's, like, tatted the fuck up? No. no check him out. Is he really? Look Shut him up. up. Dude's got sweet tattoos all over his arms. You got a wow. black flag tattoo? Uh, I don't, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny that he has a black flag Would tattoo. Would you be surprised Does he got no effects tattoo? <laughs> He's, it's really weird. He's got a Straight less than Jake one on his throat here. It's really he's a ska dude. I didn't like him. Like he seems pretty. He seems like a ska dude. Yeah, he does so. wear like hats. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen him in shorts too. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, I've seen him like paparazzi show, photos of him in shorts. Daniel Day Lewis, just call us up if you're listening. Let us know like how you feel about you know Let's the ska. Let's go see the fucking Aquabats or yeah. <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or something. 
Anyways, um, Daniel Day-Lewis in this movie, I, this is, I mean, this is him sticking the landing on his career, essentially, because it's a very subtle performance, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not pushing anything. Like, he's he's pushed before. You know, Gangs of New York is him, like, be, being like, look at me, you yeah, know? Yeah, my left foot. My left foot. Pushing. Very showy, very showy. Um, but this movie's not at all. It's just kind of like... Do you think Lincoln was a, a showy movie? I think it was. Like he, you, because he he did the whole. I mean, for one thing, he had the voice. Everybody always talks about the voice thing, which I agree with, but I feel like less than that, or more than that. It's just like you can tell when he like really wants it. You know yeah. what I mean? When he wants to nail that character, and when he's much more relaxed in the character, that's when you can tell his best performances are. I yes, I agree, hundred percent. Um. And this is, I mean, he seems like in his character. Yeah. Which is so cool. Well, I actually read an article about him and, uh, what's the actress? Uh, uh, Vicky, I want to say, I want to say it's pronounced Crepes. Yeah. Or Crepes. Crepes. Or Crepes. Something like. Crepes. Yeah. Uh, but. Creepy Vicky. So. Creep, yep. They, he requested that she come on set before the movie even shot in character so that they could sit together, and apparently she just sat there for an hour or two <laughs> without saying anything to each other. Uh, why? That's I, what I would do, though, if I okay. had would to you? Lewis. Oh, oh, no, I think I think it was all him. Like I think it was think all so? like for his character to have yeah, just that kind of that. power move. Mm-hmm. You know? like I think that was all him. Just Can you imagine silent. having to be on the set of this movie with Daniel Day-Lewis method acting like off camera oh as God. Reynolds Woodcock. And everyone who made He's this He's the most movie fussy boy in the world. He said that boy. this was a very claustrophobic and horrible shoot. Really? Because they're in that house I mean, the for most of it. Yeah, I can see it. And they're like, you know, that's the only space we're occupying. And they're like, so, you know, you spend time in one room, you know, but as soon as you want to go back to it, they've already moved cables into it. So it like, they were like, yeah. we're just in this small space. Yeah. It's wires and equipment and a crew everywhere. And they said it, I think it was a very difficult shoot to get through. I believe it in that small house, definitely. Um, talking more about like the claustrophobia of it, it almost works. It, it, I think being stuck in that house for long periods of time in this movie benefits any scene that you leave the house. Because like that scene of them walking hand in hand like out on some kind of hill yeah. It was, yeah. God, it was like breathtaking. Like, yeah. you know, it, or when. It gave you room to breathe. It yes. Was, mm-hmm. It was them like. I mean, her, the, yeah. the scene which, in which they meet, like at the diner, when he's getting the biggest breakfast anyone's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. The hungry also, boy. Also, settle down, hungry boy. <laughs> he's well, a hungry boy. With a poached egg on the little runny. He got sausage. Jam, nuts, scones, not stra- not strawberry. Yeah, exactly. He got it all. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even that scene, like just getting away from that house for a minute is like. It benefits all those other scenes, I mm-hmm. think. If they did this movie, if it had the kind of following that the Rocky Horror Picture Show had, and they had screenings <laughs> like they did, like with the room or Rocky where Horror, are we going with where this? people like bring props and like get dressed up and yell out to the screen? Uh, I think it would be cool if you made and ate the entire breakfast that he ate. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool! <laughs> that would be, that'd be cool. Welsh, what is a Welsh rabbit? Do you guys know what a Welsh rabbit is? I think, I think it's, it's a rabbit a... from. Uh, Welsh. No, no. I mean, like, is it prepared a certain way? I don't think so. They just cook like, a fucking rabbit and throw some eggs yeah, on it. Yeah, maybe. I don't Weird. know. Weird British people, man. I, like, I, I know. I almost probably ever eat rabbits for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've had a rabbit twice, once. Maybe. In my life. Yeah, like, I've never uh, had a rabbit. We should make this meal and eat it. We should. That sounds. That sounds, <laughs> that good. sounds great. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's in. a big meal. Yeah. 
Big meal. Mm-hmm. We can all share the hungry boy. Or are we each getting our own hungry boy? Oh, we're each getting our own what hungry boy. What would you name, if, if you're not going to call it the hungry boy, what would you name this meal? It's Whatever it, I name it ends with boy. I don't know why. Like I was just like, the big boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the woodcock boy? Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I like that at all. Sloppy With, seconds, uh, boy. Also, also, can we talk about they just named this character Woodcock and didn't acknowledge it, and they were like, "It's fine." Like, <laughs> like th- that's funny. That's a funny. Yeah, that's a funny. boner name you got yeah. there, bud. Um, apparently, the way that they came up with this, which I love this story, is. Paul Thomas Anderson is on the phone with Daniel Day-Lewis and they're kind of just jokingly going back and forth making up absurd names Mm -hmm. and Daniel Day-Lewis says Reynolds Woodcock and Paul Thomas Anderson just laughs and they're like, all right, we'll just we'll just call him that for now until we come up with a name. And apparently, they just it. never once came up do, with a name. Once you say it aloud, you're like, oh, we'll just go with that for a while. You're stuck. Yeah, it, yeah. you're never changing it. Anytime you do any kind of project or anything at all, we're like, we'll come back to that later. Yeah, you never come back to it later, <laughs> which is a bummer because now this show is just called podcast show. You know, right. like we could have come up with show. something better. It could have been stick. To, it could have been anything. Woodcock. Yeah, Reynolds Woodcock. Uh, and the, well, I think that speaks to P.T. Anderson said that Daniel Day Lewis deserves a writing credit on this because they wrote this movie together. Yeah. yeah. It seems some, like really something cool. he should get if he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why didn't he get it? That's a good question. What, what? Also, you're the director. <laughs> yeah, you've got all the you power to, to make say, this like, happen. Give him it's the not like the producers are going to be like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> what are you talking about Paul Thomas Anderson shouting from the mountaintops, oh, what was me? He <laughs> deserves <laughs> a writing I credit. Give him a fucking credit. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson said he writes his scripts in Microsoft Word, and you can oh, yeah. fucking tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. He it does. It is misaligned. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue is not capitalized. Dude, I, it's terrible. Like, it's hilarious, too. <laughs> it's so because, funny. Because, okay, so I do, I do a lot of script writing, and all of mine, I do it in Final Draft, and I do it in a couple of different pieces of software that will format it mm-hmm. to, like, industry standards. Okay. But... If I see something like Paul Thomas Anderson's scripts, like if somebody gives that to me to like edit or something, it drives me insane. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. It drives me crazy. So like him being able to write like that, great. But also, please don't. Which and is like so he weird. could just like, pass that off to anybody when he's done and be like, Can you clean that up? I know. He really could. <laughs> It doesn't add any character. <laughs> and also, like, it's weird because his movies are so meticulous and neat and excellent. So the fact that he's just out here using paint to make his fucking <laughs> scripts know, is dude. crazy. <laughs> well, who? Uh, uh, Sorkin. Sorkin writes uh, on pads of paper. Okay. What? His entire scripts are pads of paper. And then I think he has somebody actually. Okay, type it type up. Of, type it up. But yeah, he writes uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Same thing. It was all written on, like, legal. Legal paper. I'm like, do you think Aaron Sorkin scripts when he writes them out have any space in between the words, or is it just like one? Oh, I think it's just like a block. Word? It looks yeah, like just a block of letters. Like it's uh, one of those uh, uh, like the cross po- pointless paintings, yeah. <laughs> you know, where like you, you're looking at up close and you can see like little pieces, and then you go further back and maybe see an entire script. Maybe it's like when you can buy a shirt that has like all of Hamlet on it. And like, like, that's yeah, how exactly. <laughs> All right, we get God. <laughs> um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a little break, skis, and then we come back, and we can talk all about these performances and all about the Oscars. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Welcome to Corners. I'm Mary. And I'm Amy. 
And we love ghost stories and crappy advice. Yeah, we do. We invite a guest to talk about these things and more. So join us to see where crazy meets commentary. Whoop, whoop. And we're back. And we're back. All right. That was a good show, guys. I'll, um, <laughs> yep. We'll call it there. All right. No, we're going to talk about the three leads, I guess, three performances in this movie. Um, who do you want to start with? Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say we should start with DDL. Okay. Let's start with the man. I Big think old this boy. is uh, the movie where he most, like aside from the costume, most looks like himself. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely look doesn't. Yeah. He's not done up. No. What um, do you mean? Versus the other. Versus like, like you know, any, anything really. Crucible. He's got like a look. Versus the other movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah this yeah. movie, he looks just like Daniel Day Lewis, which is weird. Like, I feel like I never see him. A little jarring. Yeah. He didn't have his big mustache. He didn't have. No big hats. Big hats. Yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> no long hair. <laughs> you know. The secret to acting. Yeah. Big we're, hats. We're getting, we're getting really into this performance. Talking you know about what? a mustache but hat. As you say that, when does he get. When does he win? He wins. <laughs> For the big hat, and there will be blood, and he wins. That's for the what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lincoln, uh, oh, Kings of New York, big, big, <laughs> big hat. He didn't big win mustache. for that one, did he? Did no, he win? Was a huge no, he hat. won for my left foot. Oh, okay. my left foot. Which, which was a hit. He won for. Does he have a hat? I don't think he has a hat in that one. My left foot? No, but he has like he, he's got a huge beard. Yeah, and he's disabled like horribly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's like a a hat. <laughs> you can't take it off. You're right. You're on the record saying that, buddy. That's <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'll live with it. It's <laughs> been lower, I think. Um, I wouldn't have minded a hat on him in this movie. Yeah, he could have had. He could have been like sewing a hat together. <laughs> See, I would. <laughs> I could watch a movie of him just sewing a hat together. You think he ever, he's like he obviously like went and, like made clothes and shit before he made this movie. Oh yeah. You know, there's a couple close-ups of him sewing, and like you can see his. Thumbs are all fucked up from needles. Well, he, he I made shoes for a living. Yeah, he's like for a years. done acting of a cobbler now. Like he's bizarre. What do you think he's doing now? Is I'm he just cobbler. enjoying? He's probably, like, probably playing Spider Man on his <laughs> PS4. Oh, that's what I've been doing all day, man. We're man, insane. he could be in the next PT Anderson movie. <laughs> <He'd> be great. <laughs> be, just look out for me, guys. But yeah, his performance in this is so—it's so stunning because of. Because of his thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think you give this script to a lot of people and they might try and ham it up. Um, I mean, not that that's going to fly, but, you know, if you give it to a lot of people, this, there's a lot of moments in here. I, I can just pick one is their argument at the dinner table, which oh, is yeah. probably when he's being like the most anything. He's the most heightened in that scene. Yeah. And it's still like, he's just so reserved. Yeah. Like the most he raises his, his voice is when he's just like, Where's your gun? And it's like, he's not really yelling. He's just kind of like firmly asking a question. Right, yeah. Um, and the rest of the movie is just him like pouting and yeah. being a baby. He is pouting in this. He's very pouting. I think, I think another scene that that could be said for is the uh, the tea is left, but the interruption still remains. Oh, my yes. God. You know, because he says the it. The interruption is staying right here with me. Right. And, like, and, and it's like, he, like, you could totally see an actor who's just like, the tea is left, yes. but the interruption <laughs> is still here. Like banging on the table. Yeah, and like, and like throwing a, a dress or something, but he's 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 just sitting there. To yeah. fall in line with our... Which is even more effective. Like, yeah. it, it, that line stung so hard. Yeah. You know, when you, you see her reaction to it, it's just like this quiet little 
sting that he has at her. If yeah. you had oh. given Gary Oldman this, yeah, script, here we go. He here we go. Just, yeah. He would have played it so huge. No, he would have showed you think up. He with like, yeah, he would have showed up in like Frankenstein makeup. <laughs> Man, I do not. I do not think he would have done it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Gary Oldman would have taken this part because Leslie Manville is his baby mama and ex-wife. Oh, really? Whoa, you got they all were, that dirt. I didn't we got know drama. Both nominated for an Oscar this year. Her first. He oh won one. Gosh. She. He left her uh, three months after their son was born and uh, lived in LA, and then married Uma Thurman, who was what? twenty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gary, like I read a bunch of Gary, articles that were dirty like, dog you. settle there down. Gonna be drama on the red First carpet? of all, <laughs> you left Leslie Manville for Uma Thurman? How dare you? Oh my you? God, what a bad idea. Ooh. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I'm so glad that Daniel Day-Lewis did everything that he did in this movie. Oh, yeah. As I am with every Daniel Day-Lewis movie. But um, yeah, it's, it's just like, this was the least surprising performance, I think, for me out of the three. Yeah, where yeah. you know I went and I saw it. And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking. Yep, you did. You did what you're supposed to you're do. You're perfect. Yeah. Still, um, let's talk about Vicky Crepes. Crepes. Yeah. Creepy Vicky. Creepy Vicky. This is her first, like breakout uh, yeah. American role. Yeah. she's been doing uh, a lot of like I don't German films, German stuff, TV well, and stuff. I did read how P.T. Anderson discovered her. Here, but lay it on me. Uh, so. There is a movie that she did that was a German movie that was available on iTunes for one week that he watched. What? Yeah, it was only available for like one week. And he watched it and he was like, I need this person in my movie. (laughs) And then it was so. And then it's gone. Yeah, and then it was gone. So like the universe collided for her (laughs) in this like amazing way. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That's like you can't make it up. That's stuff that never happened. That's crazy. Um, she fucking rules in she this does. Like you, her job in this movie is to show up and go toe to toe with the other actor. You know, like yeah. the, she's not a submissive character who is. There are scenes where she kind of has to, but there are scenes where he does too. But she has to show up and go toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis, and she's like, she's like borderline topping him in this movie. Yeah. Like there are some scenes where I'm like, she's. Like outpacing him, I think. Yeah. Like she's outstanding. I think. I mean, a lot of it has to do with her own confidence. Yes. It yeah. seems like it's a lot of her own confidence, which is amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, because going toe to toe with Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, like, like forget about be it. So intimidating. Oh man, of course. And she's just like, I'm not taking any bullshit. I've already been through my own bullshit. I don't need yours too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the the first scene that like I mean it's very early in the movie, but when she's being fitted for whatever dress he wants to make her and oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cyril's taking the measurements, where she kind of snaps back at him and she's like, "That's not what you told me to do." And like he just stares at her for a second. Yeah, she just like doesn't. She is unfazed by yeah. his like until he uh, smiles. Oh then, yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's so she's, she's so, so strong so in this defiant. movie. Defiant. She subverts the power dynamic at so many different moments. Like where he feels like he's in control of the scene. And yeah, then you just slow, like with one line or one look, she can like take it back. Yep. And it's amazing. It's incredible. I mean, this whole movie is just <clears throat> power, power moving back and forth between mm-hmm. the two of them. And she takes it and. I mean, she ends and up kind of with between it. the three of them yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah all three Cyril's of them. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cyril's definitely involved in all of that. And um, <sighs> I mean, we could talk about Leslie Manville. I, like when this movie came out, there was like a, you know, fun little. Oh, the internet loves Cyril because she's just so, like, just so um, stoic in everything. Yeah. And 
the the scene where she tells Daniel Day Lewis not to fight with her. Yeah, she's like, "You'll I end will up go on the through floor. you, yeah. and you will end up on the floor." Yeah. Like, and she's just, <laughs> "You shut up! Don't don't fight with me!" Oh, oh my god, it's like she's so. Um, they did incredible. not raise their voices. Nope. No, shut up! You shut up! Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, it, I was really pulling for her to win the uh, best supporting actress in this. Um, but I was a little disappointed. Who'd it go to? It went to Allison Janney for Itania, which oh, is just damn. her like swearing a lot with a parrot on her shoulder. I love, I love her, but yeah, no, not, not for that. No, not for that. Um, it's all political, guys. It is. It's I all know, political. But I could ignore that and still be disappointed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I hope that this does open up more opportunities for Leslie Manville in American cinema because I know she's revered and does yeah. work a ton. Overseas, but I would like to see her pop up. I would up more love stuff to see her. I would love it too. Yeah, yeah she's, especially I mean, with this kind of performance. Yeah. Um. Just, I mean, the she's just straight faced the whole movie. She's and it's, it's just that thing where she knows she's in charge, and she knows when she's giving what all three of them. Man, it's it just, just such. A, it's just such a thing where they all three know I'm giving. I'm giving you power. I'm taking power. Yes. Like, I have. I, I can say something right now that will tear you down mm-hmm. if I want to, but I don't have to, or I will. I don't know. I, I, like, it, it's so great. I was so surprised when she's talking to him and she's like, do you want me to get rid of uh, Alma? And he's like, what? No. And she you know, says, you know, you're keeping her around, waiting for you. And then she's like, I quite like her. And I didn't think she was going to say that. Like, yes. I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't reading that she liked her up until right. that point because yeah. it felt like there was such a no. And then there's competition. The scene there. where he's talking about wanting to get rid of her, and she's right behind him. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Leslie Manville just says, "Thank you, Alma," and yeah. he just gets so pissed about that little thank yeah. you. That, yeah. Like, oh my god! Like they are at every point in the movie, all three of them are holding all the cards. Like yeah. in any kind of situation, it's amazing. It's like watching a poker hand that. Uh, we're all three are experts. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's intense. Um, and it does feel like everything is riding on every moment. Like, in no matter what's going on, it feels like this is the most important moment in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. At every single yep. point. Um, do you guys have? Well, I want to go around real quick. We'll just start with you, Devin. Sure. Do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Like a favorite moment? I know it's a little tough because we just are just kind of dropping this. I think the biggest. I think the biggest confrontation in this movie is the dinner scene where she cooks him dinner mm. and he's like, I'm impressed with my own gallantry oh, yeah. For, yeah. for even eating this. She's it's like such a disgusting little speech where he's like, you know that I eat asparagus with salt and oil and you chose to make it with. Yeah. That's like, Oh, Screw you! No, he's buddy. just like twisting the dagger as hard, like like such a small thing. Mm-hmm. That you're going to, like, she she calls him a baby. Yeah, that's how that scene ends. And it's like I didn't think anyone was going to say it out loud in this movie, and I'm glad someone did. That yeah. was so so. That's what he tense. wanted, right? Yeah, he wanted somebody to call him out on his bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You got a favorite scene, Jared? Uh is the whole movie a favorite? <laughs> that's uh, fine. Yes. Uh, no, I really. I I love the car scenes for the shots. Mm-hmm. They're gorgeous. Uh, but I think when she's being measured, that is one of my favorite scenes. That's, also, yeah. oh, that's a great. Just because he's like, you have small breasts, and she's he like, says I, it. I know. He says it after that she does that little defiant thing. Yeah, and he yeah. almost says it yeah. to be like, 
you don't have any breasts. But like, then, but then right after that, he says, "No, they're perfect." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's you, really setting the you stage. Have, it, it, it's up to me to give them to you yeah. if I if choose I, if I, to. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Um, talking about those car scenes a little bit more. I, one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, which is every scene, but um. It's after whatever they were doing where all the women were changing dresses and, like, auctioning them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, something very subtle happens. Like, like something goes wrong a little bit with one of the dresses. And you could just see how much it just ruins his whole day. And yeah. he is inconsolable after that. And they get inconsolable. Yeah. Uh, they get back to the car. And she's like, let me drive. Because he's just so distraught. Yeah. And, like, he lets her. He's so fragile. He's so, oh my god! I think the other one that I almost forgot about until just now is when they get the green dress back from that woman. Fuck oh, yes! Oh my god! So how about good. that? Oh, that scene's so fucked. When he's standing in the door and he's yeah. just got his hand on, the, like, oh, he is so. Oh my That's god! That's the most the agency he has in yes. this movie. The most like he does. Yes. And he's like, "I'm gonna take it off her," and she's like, "Excuse me," and he's like, "Alma," and she just goes in there like they're fucking robbing the place. Oh, yeah, like they're the biggest badass. Like it's their job to make everyone in this town look good yeah and like that is the most important job in the world for them mm-hmm. um and then they go make out in the street after like so that's the most intense sexual yeah. experience they have in yeah, this movie. yeah definitely i love that scene um i think my favorite scene in this whole movie in, in i didn't realize it the first time i watched it but the um the scene in which he sees his mother after yeah. he's been poisoned yeah and he speaks to her is like i mean any all the scenes where he's kind of like I mean, she even calls him tender and, like, open and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, those are all really great. But this scene where he, like, opens his eyes and just sees his mother there and he just kind of talks to her, Mm -hmm. I I just found it really powerful. And it also kind of highlights how much he wants someone to To be be his mother figure. Yes, because he doesn't have that. Um, They highlight that throughout the whole movie about how much he loves his mother. But that scene, to me, was, like, enchanting. Loved it. I mean, you can you can it's very spooky scene, too. I'll just sit here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, that's the other major presence in this movie is the mother. Yeah, and you only get her through that and through a couple snippets of him talking about it. But you can feel her throughout everything that he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's real quick just talk about the Oscars. Yeah, um, this movie got six nominations. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Nope. Um, six nominees. Six. Yep. Oh. Best picture, which is nom, why we're nom, even talking nom. about it. Nom nom nom. Um, you can keep doing it. We, oh, no, I did six. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, best lead actor, Daniel Day-Lewis. Lost it. Not today, buddy. Nope. Uh, best supporting actress, Leslie Manville. No, no. no. Uh, best soundtrack, Johnny Greenwood. Deserved mm-hmm. it. That's the one Jim I'm here Green. for. Yeah, really? That I, I pull for this soundtrack as the best lead That's totally fair. This is like a close number two for me. Behind um, what? Shape of Water. Oh, my God. Wait till we get to that episode. You're going to hate me so much. Yeah. Um, where did I have, what have I got? It got it won for uh, best costume, costume design, which like it like it goddamn better have won. Yeah. The whole movie was about that. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was gorgeous. Like I'm not like a fashion guy. I uh, don't know no. anything about fashion. What? Wait, wait. Talk to you. Me. Go, ahead. go ahead. You, you with are, the hat. You you with this big tall hat. Yeah. You with this big tall hat. hat? I just, mustache. I just uh, this whole thing. Your handmade Italian cobbled shoes. Not me. Nope. Don't know a thing about fashion. You with your silk gloves. Yep. <laughs> That's me over here. Okay. Um, not you know, I just kind of found these and put them on. Thought it was cool. Um, no, but the whole movie is about these gorgeous dresses and like I, there's there's the scene where she's wearing the white lace one and they're doing the photo shoot. Oh, like yeah. even I, like a guy who wears blue jeans and t-shirts only, was just like, oh my god, she looks amazing. It's a yeah. great dress. You know, it 
It's fucking breathtaking. Uh, is that it? Did I get all all set? Was makeup in there? No. Uh, what did we get? Okay, we got got music. Yep. Music. Yep. Two actors. Lead supporting costume. We're missing one. Oh, director, obviously. Yeah, he got oh, Thomas Anderson got yeah. nominated for Best Director. Has he ever won for Best Director? I don't know. I don't I think don't so. I don't think so either. Um, which is baffling. But um He doesn't seem like a guy. We we talked about it before in this instance, but he's not a guy who chases awards. No. Mm-hmm. No, no. He does not go after him. <laughs> um, which his movies are all the better for it. Yeah. You know. Um I definitely would have loved to have seen Vicky, creepy Vicky. Yeah, uh, get a. She deserves. She this. definitely deserves this. Her surprise, Alma. Was so good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they didn't recognize that because it's so commanding. It is incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it was a good year for best actress. It is actress. The actress category is always incredible. I always, yeah. you know, I always talk about how like if you put just if you did a best performance instead mm-hmm. of acknowledging actors and actors actresses, like the men would be at such a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. like the the female roles are always so much more incredible like every you know all these yeah. performances but you know her not getting a nomination is kind of a bummer because you this i mean there are some good ones this year you got saoirse ronan and lady bird mm-hmm. um sally hawkins mm-hmm. that was a great performance um margot robbie for itanya which had one good scene in that movie get her out, I, yeah, of, she, there. <laughs> get her out of there get out you know, the council have, has spoken she's out of here she's out vicky's in all right um any last thoughts? Anything else you guys wanted to, I mean. Can we talk about the genesis of this movie? Uh, P.T. Anderson got sick and he was at home. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Go ahead. In bed for like a I wasn't going to wait for you to answer. <laughs> uh, and he was in bed for like a week, like, you know, really sick. And he was talking about how Maya Rudolph was just taking care of him and mm-hmm. how he was so busy and just like hanging out watching movies. And he was like. I wonder if she ever wishes I was just like sick for another week so I could stay home and hang out. And I was like, yeah, it's a movie. Oh, shit. So, and it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Alma is Maya Rudolph, <laughs> which is very weird. What if Maya Rudolph played Alma? Oh, my God. I would watch it. Would but like, but like it. she just did Maya Rudolph. Like she wasn't. I would love that. Oh, yeah. And then Fred Armisen so would have played Tina <laughs> Okay, I'm doing a fandom Bill? thread now. <laughs> okay, all right. Since we're already there, who's playing Cyril in that situation? Uh, Let me think. Uh, uh, probably Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I would think Kristen Wiig. Okay. Somebody from that era. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah. Maya Rudolph would have been good as the ghost mom. Oh, yeah. She could have played that real hammy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that would have been, yeah, that would have been be really weird. But she can be serious, too. She can. She, yeah. There's that uh, one with John Krasinski that's really good. Uh, yeah, from a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like more of a serious movie. Uh, I think it was written by David Eggers. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Do I, I, I what it's name? I don't know. Keep talking if you want. I can All right, it's uh, it's about them, and I don't remember any of the plots. So, so obviously, <laughs> I just it really re- stuck. With I mean, you. I I I saw it. And then Bridesmaids. Oh, no. Bridesmaids! <laughs> yes, the classic <laughs> serious movie, Bridesmaids. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, she's fun. But no, she could do serious parts. I, I, I could see her doing stuff like this. I would if she love if they to. work together at some point. I, I know. Work. I would love. That's like, all I want. The whole world. Why she was not? in Inherent Vice. Oh yeah. She plays like yeah. a like a. Secretary. But he could write a movie for her. Oh yeah. 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 You know what? Quit being sick, Paul Thomas Anderson. And yeah. Open up a, Microsoft Word. Give me a Maya Rudolph vehicle right now. I want to see it. 
Okay. She's got a show right now. Maya Rudolph plays twins. Yes. And, All right. <laughs> okay. And uh, their parents are dead. Mm-hmm. But at the funeral, they find out they that they were adopted. Oh, oh, no. And then they have to go on an adventure. Road trip. It sounds like a spinoff to The Hangover or something. <laughs> but it's to Maya Rudolph's baby. <laughs> Is Paul Thomas Anderson directing Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, they have to go on a road trip, what, to find their... To find their real parents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Would you I'm... guys watch this movie if it had been called Down with the Sickness? <laughs> <laughs> I would have watched it, and then I would have bought the Blu-ray instead of downloading it. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> when he got sick, if he had said, okay, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you told me that Paul Thomas Anderson directed a movie called Down with the Sickness, I would need no, I would need nothing else. I would just watch it. So if Paul Thomas Anderson did like a new metal movie... <laughs> That'd be so cool. That would be very be cool. So cool. I love it. Uh, maybe, well, I mean, you know, like he says, he does all all of his films are reactionary. You can totally see. Actually, now that I think about it, I can totally <laughs> see it. Just like he's done Boogie Nights, he's done like yeah. all the like, inherent vice. It's inherent got kind vice. of like a dirty vibe. Fred yeah. Hurst and John Davis play brothers, <laughs> twin brothers, and they find out that their parents are dead. So, so they have to travel with Maya Rudolphs. <laughs> It's two sets of twins. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is happening to this podcast? It's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like new metal. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm I don't got much else to say about this movie. I mean, I have yeah. plenty to say about this movie. Talk about new metal more. <laughs> sure. I mean, that one. Shout out to Roach Coach. <laughs> <laughs> if Gary Oldman was in a new metal band, which one do you think? He'd oh be? man, that's a good question. Let's think about this. Why? Because he's so su- he's subtle. I don't feel like he'd like, be in a Limp Bizkit. He'd be in a corn. He would be in corn, I feel I like. Because, like, like oh, yeah, what was that movie like, where he had all those body. shitty yeah. dreads? What? There's a movie where Gary Oldman has shitty white guy dreads. Oh, I don't remember God. what movie it is. In no way am I surprised by this, but I don't know what movie you're talking about. It's not. It's like, it's like a British crime film. It's like one of the mumbly ones. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like so Tinker British. Tinker Taylor Soldier yeah. Spy. Sure, yeah, totally. Harry Potter. <laughs> um... All right, sorry for no, we, uh, Can uh, you just Google Gary Oldman God, dreads? Jesus I, this is important to me as as a fan of new metal and as a can I guess a Gary Oldman. <laughs> you want to see fan. what he looks like with these I dreads? I just need to know. You know that he'd be great in it. I mean, he'd be great in most things. I would but, like it if I found out that he like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith style just had a new metal. Oh my God, this is a real it. thing. I told you. True romance. True. Ro- oh, oh true fucking true romance. romance. God damn it. Duh. Oh yeah, because that's look yeah. at this guy. He looks terrible. Yeah. No, well, it's man. a terrible. He looks like John Davis from Corn. He looks like Bradley Cooper <laughs> dressing up as John Davis from Corn. <laughs> it's it's so hype. If right. you, I need whoever's listening to this to please Google it. It's very important. Oh my god, uh, I'm cutting us off. This is we're we're ending this one. Okay, um, I think we've got three episodes left this season. I believe so. I'm very excited. Um, we're kind of. Uh, I don't. I didn't mean to structure it, but we're doing. We're doing all the good ones at the end, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so now they'll be released after this. Yes, and they'll be released way after this. And it's uh, that's nope. We're gonna release them first. This is gonna be a, me- a memento <laughs> situation. You have to figure out in what order we recorded them. This is a mix between memento and like a choose your own adventure kind of game, in and the stru- in the form of a podcast. Crossed with "Follow the Leader" by Corn, right. the album. Also, if you do figure out the correct order that these were recorded in, I will personally buy you "Follow the Leader." <laughs> Fuck yeah. The, uh, the stakes are high, people. If, that, if, that, if, if we did release these out of order. 
We'll, we'll find out soon. Uh, yep. JR, do you have anything you want to plug or anything? Um, oh, yeah, we never do plugs. We should plug some shit. We've yeah. only had like three guests, right? That's yeah, true. yeah, plug away, my man. All right, uh, JR Elamode and all the things. There we go. And uh, if you want to hire me to do anything comedy related, I will. Uh, if you listen to this and you thought I was not funny, then ignore that. <laughs> and uh, just forget I ever existed. I want to plug uh, my Twitter. It's uh, Devin Rose Nye. And I also want to plug... Spell that shit, because that's not a normal name. D-E-V-I-N-R-O-S-N-I. Uh, I also want to plug Corn uh, Coffee. This is a real thing. Corn has teamed up with <laughs> a coffee maker, and they have their own brand of coffee and i recommend you google it and watch the video because it's like corn new metal playing behind all of them sitting around a coffee table drinking coffee wow and it is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to that sounds me. great it is they need to do my dinner <laughs> with andre but my dinner with corn <laughs> with yes. uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna plug my band i'm gonna yeah. do that uh, i'm go. in a band called deep down uh, we just recently put out an album called Nine Demons. You can find it on every streaming platform that you can think of. Pure volume? Uh, ooh, not yet. I'm going to get it on that prestigious pure volume page. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. iTunes. Apple. And Apple. Amazon. Amazon. Tidal. Pandora. All of that stuff. You can find it on there. on Tidal? I'm probably. I, I just like found something that was just like, give us money and we'll put your shit everywhere. I was like, all right, cool. MySpace? No, we're not on MySpace. We're on Bandcamp. I'm Bandcamp. not trying. Camp. I'm just. Uh, yeah, if you like I'm angry music, then that's the that that's the oh, shit cool. right there. Yeah. So, that's uh that's my plug for the day. Maybe I'm we can get Daniel Day Lewis to get your guys' band logo tattooed on him. Oh my That'd god, be fucking cool. That's true. He's got space between the No Effects and the Black Flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right next to the Less Than Jake one. I told you, man. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. This has been Stick the Landing with Devin Rose now. And James Fischera. And JR. Good night. Good night. Sleep tight. See you.